Welcome to Kids Storycast. My name is Ruth Campbell, and every week I will read a story from my new books, Thomas Stories 1, 2, and 3. Today I'm going to read Thomas and the Swap. Okay, here we go. Thomas was having a very bad week. Every time he tried to do something right, it went wrong. Every time something went wrong, he got into trouble. So he got into trouble every day. On Monday, because he forgot to bring his library book back to school again, and Miss O'Brien sent home a note. His mam was mad at him on Tuesday because he lost his homework again, and Miss O'Brien sent home another note. On Wednesday, he decided to use the garden hose to wash the car, to surprise his dad. But he forgot to close one front window. On Thursday morning, his dad sat on the wet seat. It was a surprise, all right. He jumped out, shouting, What in the name of goodness? And then, Thomas! He had to change his suit and he was late for work. On Friday, his Auntie Anne came to visit with his devil cousin Anne-Marie. Thomas was doing his homework, trying to ignore her. Usually he had no homework on a Friday, but today he had to write, I must not make rude noises in class, 20 times in his best writing. Thomas didn't mind writing lines. He asked Miss O'Brien if he could write, I must not make farting noises in class, but she said no. He thought that was a pity. He would like to write fart 20 times in his copy. Anne-Marie was bored. She didn't like to be ignored. Every time Thomas tried to write his lines really nicely, she gave his elbow a little push. So his writing was all messy. He tried again. She did it again and again. Thomas tried to be patient. He tried to ignore her. Anne-Marie was laughing at him and talking in her annoying baby voice. Having trouble with your homework, Thomas? she asked. Ah, poor little Thomas is having a little trouble with his doing his little lines. Oh, very sad. Thomas continued to ignore her. She rubbed his hair and she made kissy noises. Mm, poor little boy. This was just too much. He just couldn't help it. He jumped up and said, Rat's feet, Anne-Marie, you are a pest and a nuisance. Why don't you go bury your head? Anne-Marie smiled, her evil smile, and then she took a deep breath and wailed. Mommy, she screamed, Thomas is being mean and horrible to me. He called me a rat face and a pesky nuisance and said he's going to bury me dead. She sobbed. Mommy! I'm so scared. Thomas is going to kill me. Oh, I'm so upset. I think I might be sick. She ran, sobbing into her mother's arms, at the same time wiggling her fingers at Thomas over her mother's shoulder. When Auntie Anne and Anne-Marie went home, his mam shook her head in despair. Thomas, what are we going to do with you? Really, I don't know. Look at your school journal. Miss O'Brien has written more in it than you have. Just listen to this, Thomas. 
Just listen to this. Thomas forgot his library book, lost his homework, made farting noises during singing class, and wrote on the whiteboard, Mrs. Busybody Buzzybee is the head blistress. But, but I was going to rub it off. I, I just forgot. And then the Buzzy Bee, I mean, I mean, Mrs. Busby came in and she didn't think it was funny. Thomas knew it all sounded bad. I forget, ma'am, he tried to explain. I, ca I can't help it. It's not my fault I forget. I never forget on purpose. I forget to remember, you see. And, his ma'am continued, all this being mean to Anne-Marie will have to stop. I know she can be a bit spoiled, but you must stop frightening her. <gasps> Frighten Anne-Marie, said Thomas in shock. She's the scary one. Killer, the Rothweiler next door, hides when she comes here. He actually whimpers. That's enough, Thomas, said his mother, raising her voice. I will talk to your dad when he comes home. She shook her head and sighed. What are we going to do with you? Now, off you go and finish your lines. Thomas felt very miserable. He needed a plan. There was nothing he could do about his devil cousin, but maybe he could come up with a remembering plan. He thought things were as bad as they could be, and he was wrong. On Saturday morning, he was sitting on the stairs, telling Bodyguard all his troubles and his plans. He could hear his ma'am talking on the phone in the kitchen. He listened. First it seemed pretty normal, but then he heard her mention his name in a whispery way. So he listened. You should never do that. You should never listen to a private conversation. You might hear things, things you don't like. Thomas did. He could only hear bits of the conversation, but it was enough. He heard his mam say, Thanks so much for taking Thomas. I am so grateful. Are you sure? Thank you. No, we haven't told him. Yes, I know. It's great. I always wanted a little girl. Thanks, Anne. I hope he won't be any bother. But you know Thomas. Thomas ran to his room. Couldn't believe it. He, he looked at bodyguard. Rat's feet, said Thomas. Rat's feet was his favourite swear word. He learned it from Isabella. He could say it and not get into trouble. They're getting a girl and giving me to Auntie Anne. Stinky rat's feet. Thomas couldn't think of anything worse to say. And then he remembered. Mam said she would talk to Dad about what they were going to do with me. Looks like they decided I've been so bad this week they're giving me away and getting a girl. Thomas had tears in his eyes and he carried Bodyguard back to his room. You'll come with me, won't you, Bodyguard? he whispered. Thomas didn't stay sad for long. He woke up on Monday morning a very determined little boy. He stood in his bedroom, a frown on his face, his fists on his hip. He looked at Bodyguard. It is not going to happen, he said. It is Bad enough that my parents want to swap me for a girl, he said, but I will never. He shook his head. Never. He clenched his fists. Never. 
He stamped his foot. I will never go and live with Miss. I'm so pretty. He's so mean. Look at my hair. Sneaky Anne-Marie. No way. I have a plan. Thomas always had a plan. He jumped out of bed. Plan into action, he said, as he punched the air. He ran to the bathroom and had a shower. Put on his school uniform, went to the kitchen and made a cheese sandwich, wrapped it and put it in his lunchbox with an apple and a drink. Put cereal, three spoons and three bowls on the table, put water in the kettle and bread in the toaster. And he waited. He heard his mam's alarm go off. He switched on the kettle and the toaster and poured cereal into the bowls. He heard his mam's voice call, Thomas, time to get up. I'm here, ma'am, in the kitchen. Goodness me, I can smell toast, she said as she came down the stairs. This is a wonderful surprise, she said, and she kissed his hair. And you are dressed. She looked very pleased. And showered, he said proudly. Good boy. She looked at him strangely. You go and have your breakfast, and I'll make your school lunch. Done. Oh, and take an apple. Done. He smiled. And a drink. All done, in my school bag. Thomas wondered why he'd never thought of doing this before. It was quite fun surprising people. OK, get your gym gear. It's mu- Done, said Thomas. Oh, OK then, said his ma'am, looking mystified. Let's have breakfast. Thomas went off to school, feeling very grown up. At small break that day, Thomas told Isabella what had happened. And he told her about his plan. Isabella was shocked. Creeping rat's feet, that's bad. It's just not fair. Swapping you for a girl, that's bad. Living with Anne-Marie, that's a real nightmare. She scrunched up her face. You could run away and hide in our shed. I'll bring you food and keep your secret. No need for that, Is, he started. Isabella, she said with a pretend angry face and a wagging finger. Isabella, got it? Got it, Is, he said and he smiled. I'll try to remember that. I need a plan, Is. I really need your help, he nodded. A plan to make me remember things. Homework and library books and stuff like that. What day to bring my gym gear. Stuff that other people never forget. Why do I always forget things? Because you have a head full of monsters and adventures and crazy plans and you have no room left for real things like ordinary things. Thomas knew she was right. I know who you could ask. Miss O'Brien, she's a teacher. She might know something we don't. And that's what they did. Miss O'Brien looked at the two serious faces and she smiled. Well, Thomas... If you really want to get better, I will help you. For a moment, she tapped her pen on her chin. She was thinking. How about this? I'll remind everyone about their homework just before you go home every day. You can check your bag and journal and make sure you have everything. I'll write in your journal when you have to bring back your library book. How about that? Thank you, teacher, said Thomas. He felt so relieved. Isabella smiled. This could work. Just for one month, Thomas, said Miss O'Brien, doing the waggy finger thing. After Easter break, 
you will have to do it all yourself, okay? However, I am very proud of you for trying so hard. Two whole weeks passed. The plan was working. His homework done, his room tidy, his library books back on time. That was hard. He told Anne-Marie she was pretty. That was even harder. He actually played her Anne-Marie's Got Talent game. The game where she sang and danced and he was the judge and told her how great she was. That was definitely the hardest part. He didn't get one note home from school. Not one. His teacher wrote good in his journal. After dinner, every evening, Thomas went to his room to read his book and talk to Bodyguard and to stay out of trouble. I'm being really good, Thomas told his big bear friend. I bet they changed their minds. Mam keeps saying things like, you really are the best boy, and thanks, Thomas, you're a star, and stuff like that. So I think the plan is working, Bodyguard. I think they will definitely cancel the order for a girl. On Saturday night, when Thomas was cuddling down to sleep, his dad came in and sat on his bed. Uh-oh, thought Thomas. This looks serious. How's my boy? said his dad. I think we need a man-to-man talk. Thomas didn't want a man-to-man talk. Really, he didn't. Have you something to tell me? His dad asked and held his hand. What? Have I something to tell you? Thomas squeaked. Dad's hands always feel big and safe and strong. I thought you had something to tell me, something serious. Well, yes, I have, his dad said, with half smiling and half serious. Your mam and I are so worried about you. You've been doing really well at school, no notes, not one, your room is spotless. You even have been nice to your showy office, cousin. This was more than Thomas could take. He interrupted. What? He yelped as he sat up straight. He held his two hands in front of him as if he were going to catch a ball. He said, you and ma'am are worried about me because I'm good. Uh, Doing my homework. Being nice to Anne-Marie and not getting into trouble. Rats, flippin', scratchy feet, but grown-ups are weird. Here I am, in trouble now, for not being in trouble. He looked at his dad and said, slowly and clearly, as if his dad was the child and Thomas was the man. I am trying to be good and not get into trouble. Why are you worried about that? Thomas tutted and shook his head. Rats bums, he whispered. I know, said his dad, and it's great that you're trying to be good, but there is such a thing as being too good, don't you think? What? (laughs) squeaked Thomas. Are you sure? I never heard of that. The teacher never says, write in your homework copy twenty times, I must not be too good in class. And ma'am never says, go to your room, Thomas, you're a very good boy. His dad just laughed and said, you know, until two weeks ago, your mam and I had this crazy, funny, mad, lovable little boy, a boy that was always laughing and telling us all the interesting things he got up to. Okay, a boy who sometimes made mistakes and forgot things. But a boy who used to sit with his dad and watch the car show and the football 
on a Saturday night and jump up yelling when Liverpool scored. A boy who would draw a pair of glasses or a moustache on his mam's face when she dozed off on the sofa. But now, now that boy sits in his room and talks only to his bodyguard. That boy is gone and I miss him. Can you tell me where he is and what's the matter with him? Thomas took a deep breath and whispered sadly. I heard Mam say she wants me to go and live with Auntie Anne. He looked at his dad. You want to get a girl instead of me. Ah, hang on a minute, said his dad, and he rubbed his own cheek. I think it's time to explain what's happening, he muttered. I'll get your Mam. You can hear it from both of us. Thomas didn't want to hear it. He really didn't want to hear it. A few minutes later, his parents came back into the room. They were holding hands and smiling. Your mam has something to tell you, Thomas, said his dad. There's no need to tell me. I think I know already, muttered Thomas. We are going to get a new baby, said his mam, smiling as if it was some sort of good news. Yeah, I know, said Thomas, holding bodyguard's paw. You do? said his mam, surprised. How do you know, Thomas? Well, I didn't know it was a baby. He was beginning to feel a bit confused and angry. He got out of bed and stood looking at his mam. I know you want a different child, and I have to go and live with... He stamped his foot. Auntie bloody Anne and bloody double rat's feet Anne-Marie for the rest of my life, because I forgot my library book and got the seat of the car wet. I think that's just not fair. I think you're very mean. Thomas couldn't believe it. His mam and dad were laughing, as if something was very funny. But I don't care. I will hide in Isabella's shed. He calmed down a little bit. You want a girl? His voice trailed off. Well, what's so funny? Thomas, we are going to get a new baby. A little girl, a daughter for us and a sister for you. His mam hugged him tightly and kissed his hair. Thomas just stood there in his mam's warm hug. He, he had to think about that. A sister. For me, he said softly. A real baby sister for me. A tiny baby sister for me. Thomas felt a big lump in his throat, his first ever sister. When? He had tears in his eyes. Will, will my sister be born soon? She's already born. She's nearly one year old. We're going to adopt her, Thomas, like we adopted you. We didn't want to tell you until it was all arranged, and her name is Maggie Clare. You can choose which name to call her. Oh, it's so exciting. And she did a happy little dance. Why do I have to live with Auntie Anne? Can I not live here with my baby sister and, and you? Please. Oh, Thomas, you will be going to Auntie Anne's for just a few days while I settle in with the baby. Then, during your Easter break, we will have loads of time to get to know each other. Just can't wait, said his mum. And she hugged everybody. Oh, my sister. My little sister, Maggie, or Claire, said Thomas. 
but he had a terrible thought. Ah, what will we do if she grows up like Anne-Marie? Could we give her back? Because that would be bad. And for a minute he imagined a baby like Anne-Marie. That would be not funny. Maybe she'll grow up like Isabella. His mamma smiled. They all went down to the kitchen for a glass of milk and a biscuit. Thomas was too excited to sleep. He felt so grown up now, like, like a big brother already. Anne-Marie for just a day or two. Hmm, I guess I can manage that. But I'd rather go to Isabella's shed. He giggled again with the spiders and the rusty bike. Thomas told Isabella the news at school the next day. Getting a new baby girl. Wow, that's the best news. Wow, you're so lucky, Tom. I'm going to see her on Saturday. My little sister, Claire Maggie Levens, is coming home at Easter. Dad and me are painting her room tonight and Mam's busy buying baby stuff. By the way, is my name is Thomas. Tom Ass. I'll try to remember that, Tom. Isabella giggled, but the ass bit does suit you, swapping you for a girl. Egypt, Tom Ass is right. Settle out, children, and take out your English readers, said Miss O'Brien. Open page 24. Thomas searched in his bag. Oops. Uh, I, I forgot to bring it, and uh, I can't find my pencil case. He closed his eyes. Ah, welcome back, Thomas, said Miss O'Brien, shaking her head. Class, the real Thomas is back. She smiled and clapped. The whole class clapped and cheered, except Anne-Marie. Thomas stood up and he bowed to the class and then to Isabella and then to Miss O'Brien and he moved his chair to share a reader with Isabella and settled down to do his work, like a real big brother should. Thank you.